All right, folks. Y'all know who it is. It's your favorite podcast. <laughs> Super Duty Tough Work. We've been gone for a minute. Missed a couple weeks there. Things were going on. Life was happening. To my end, your man bought a truck. He'd been driving. He'd been learning how to be an owner operator with his own authority. Out here just getting to the money. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get to the money. Sometimes, you, you know, you, you got to learn the scheduling. You know, so there's other times where, you know, scheduling don't work out. I had a power outage last weekend. Mm. And it took out mad different uh, power strips in my house. Weird. So, like, that kind of took me out the game last weekend. And uh, this weekend, I was like, I'm taking this weekend. I'm taking Sunday. So we're back. And Logic has been around doing his thing. He had his uh, beats, uh, not beats and B-sides. We've been talking Vibe about society. it. Vibe society. <laughs> Uh, last night in Columbus where brothers play beats. If you live in the Columbus area and you are a producer, I implore you to start showing up to producer events in the city because these events are not very uh, popular in terms of access. It's very hard for producers to get access to venues and things like that because, you know, whether you knew this or not, Producers playing beats is not a big money maker. Facts. Therefore, when you have uh, people in your community who do what you do, putting together events, it is highly important that you go. You ain't got to stay all night. Pop in, show your face, daps and hugs, play a couple joints, buy a beer to go home. <laughs> Facts. Exactly. You can exactly. do all that in an hour. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can do it in an hour. We need y'all to get back to doing that. You know, support Adela's. You know, friend of the show, family. You know, Cario Zero Stars his spot, and uh, go out there and support whatever they got going on. But you know, this conversation is about vibes and stuff. The logic is a part of it. You know, it's a lot of producers in the city that are part of it. You know, I haven't been. My schedule hasn't worked for me to go make it out yet. But you know. Hopefully in the future, as I get back to doing stuff, I like to come check it out. But I, I implore everybody to come check these events out. You know, Logic, how you doing today, sir? Good, man. You know, it's been a, been a fun little week. I'm glad it's a weekend. Hey, know, work is work has been crazy. I'm gonna you tell know, you about some jobs, man. Man, more money, <laughs> more money, more responsibility, man. Sheesh. You know, it's hard being a supervisor. When you have to be in charge of grown people, period, and you telling them you could have just stopped the sentence right there. It's hard being <laughs> a supervisor, period. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> try to try to remind grown people to do their job. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that's so, tough. That's yeah, tough. It's real, it's real life. People but, need managed though. Yeah, it's true. Unfortunately, it's true. like everybody ain't got that get up and go. Yeah, yeah. Some people need a fire lit. Yeah, yeah. Or to the threat of being fired. Hello. <laughs> right, right. Got a couple people on the verge. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's on literally the on the hot seat. Yeah, literally. Like, you know, yo, get fired. Is that why they call it fired? Why call the hot seat fire? Fire the hot seat. I just noticed the wordplay. Like you talk about heat, you get fired. You're on the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yeah. yeah, you would think as but, rappers we would have caught that and used it somewhere. Right. You know, yeah. somebody might have. I've never heard it though. <sighs> Mental <We> note: <laughs> bars for the future. Bars yeah. for the future. But other than that, man, I'm good. Man, family's good. You know, life is nice. good. Uh, nice, nice. Hell yeah! So we here, folks. You know, we've been gone for a minute, so you know. Uh, but we ain't forgot about y'all. We ain't forgot about you artists out there. You know, Logic and I are both uh, working on some new things, new music that should be hitting at the top of the year. You know, I got some that I should be hopefully getting back from manufacturing at the end of this year. You know, and so it's a good time to have some conversations about releasing music. Yeah. And, you know, we got friends, listeners who release music, art. And uh, there's a conversation about what makes people buy music that I think is always in artists' hands, in our minds, uh, when we are releasing things. 
because honestly, we want to know, like, how do I get more people to support? What makes people really, really go buy something in an era where people don't have to buy anything music related? And uh, that's what makes music a tough industry. In my opinion, is that uh, sometimes you have to be honest and, and admit that streaming and other things incentivize not buying music. Right. But there are still fans who do buy music. You know, the hosts of this show are two of them. And so in this episode, we want to talk about why people still buy music when they don't have to. Because I don't think anybody necessarily has to anymore. Right. Um, it's not like food. It's not like electricity. It's not like, you know, you don't, it's not clothing. You don't need it. But we want it. So what makes people do that? And I think that hopefully in this discussion, you will be able to do an inventory on your art and see if you are appealing to any of these reasons that people still buy art. If you are not, make note of what we're going to say here and try to apply it to the next thing you release. See how many of these things you can tap into. And I think they will help you increase your music sales to your fans and new fans. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free huh. so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Alright folks, we're back. Most infamous podcast on planet Earth, Super Duty Tough Work. It's your boy Printnificence, co-host, Illogic. What up? Doing what we do every single week with a brand new episode. This week we're talking about why people still buy music when they don't have to. They don't have to. This this uh, was inspired by just me thinking about streaming, you know, and how streaming is super duper convenient for the listener. And I have Spotify, and I love using, especially because I'm when I'm driving. Mm -hmm. but it doesn't make me really focus on any one album or any one artist. Right. You know? And so it kind of doesn't really, and it doesn't inspire me to purchase music because I'm not like focused on that. And it's not physically there, you know? Yeah. But then I thought like, yo, there's still people who buy music and music is, you know, just as powerful as it ever was. What inspires people like us? Like we go to shows, we buy music, certain things happen and we buy music. What happens? And so if you are an artist out there, the discussion should be about, okay, I have this project coming out. What do I need to make sure I can do on my end to put the people who do buy music in the position, in the mindset to purchase my music so that I don't get discouraged and just send everybody to streaming and give up, you know? Uh, so that we can send people to the platforms and to the places to where we can monetize what we do. Mm -hmm. And so the first reason people still buy music when they don't have to is because they love music. Yes. There are people out there 
who just love music. Period. Music is their jam. Music's always on. They know what's coming out. They know what's out. They know the history. They know the future. They know the present. (laughs) They know the mainstream. They know the underground. They don't have these lines. They just love good music. They hear a good song. It makes them say, who the fuck is that? They get on their phone. They get on their Google. They start searching. They find an artist. They go to the artist page. They start digging. They go to YouTube. They go through this process of digging. They they start reading interviews. They start learning about that artist. They go to their back catalog. Oh, man, what am I missing out on? And within a, a, a few days, they're like, yo, that artist is dope. And they're telling people about that artist. Yep. These people are music fans. They love music. I describe it like that because there are people who are not like that. There are a lot of people. Right. (laughs) There's a lot of people who have a very like passive relationship with music, right? Yeah. Music is just some shit that be on in the background. Yeah. Music is just some shit that when they got people over or when they don't want to hear themselves think, they put it on. But they got a real casual relationship with it. They're not digging no deeper. They look at it like, oh, whatever's there is there. Mm-hmm. Whatever's fed to them, they cool with it. They don't get into these discussions about mainstream versus underground versus this type of genre versus that type of genre. They don't even care about genres. Rap is rap. You rapping, it's rap. Hip hop, I guess. They don't even call it hip hop. It's just rap music to them. Yeah. <laughs> these people they like music it's cool they don't love music though. they don't love it and so when you start thinking about why people still buy music when they don't have to that's because there's a small segment of the music listening populace who absolutely fucking Yeah, I know some cats that every record store day, they got a list of joints that they going to buy. Like, yes. oh, this limited release is mm. on 180 gram vinyl. Let's you go. know, I got to, you know what I mean? I got to yep. get this joint. Oh, it's, it's oh, this Blue Note joint that they just, you know, putting out this certain amount of copies for of. I got to go pick. Like, I know people that are like that. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. That know, that do the knowledge, that know, you know, that want every piece that they can get of specific artists that they love, you know, or new artists that they just discovered. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's a wild thing is, and those are the kind of fans that you want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those are the kind of fans <laughs> yes, yes. that you want. Every time you drop, they hitting that pre-order. They ain't even heard the project. You ain't got a single out. They, they just know. know, they just know because you have a history, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, you know, those are the best fans in the world. You yeah. know, th- those just general music lovers that every artist that they love, they cop it. Yes. Yeah. You love those That's people, great. man. Yeah. yeah. And what's crazy is like the music industry as a whole is kind of subsidized by those people. Oh, yeah. Easily. It's like the 80-20 rule mm-hmm. as it applies to music. Like if you look at Spotify, for example. If you were to divide the pie of 100% of the listeners up and the revenue associated with them, Spotify makes pretty much all their money off of the 20% of the people who actually pay. 80% of the people who pay, um, who listen to Spotify don't pay. They got the free version. Right. The 20% pay for everybody else. <laughs> Music lovers. Like, Love music. Don't want to hear no ads on they shit. Right. You know what I mean? They That's the only want... reason I pay. Yeah. That's the only reason I pay because <laughs> when I had the free version, I was listening to my car and commercials coming. You can't you can't no. have a commercial on while you listening to, you know, no, no. diggable planets. No, like, you know, no, what I'm that's not right. It's blasphemous. <laughs> that's blasphemous, man. <laughs> it's blasphemous. 
<laughs> so I had to I had to shell up that you know that ten bucks you know yeah yeah that's that's me too like I've never had to I I thought about it when I was like maybe I should get the free and I was like nah I love music too much I don't want to I just need to be able to plus play and I deal with none of that bullshit not when yeah. it comes to music like you're saying yeah. I need my shit uninterrupted music fans are like that uh, what does this mean to you as a as an artist out there it means that create things that you love. When you create things that you love, you set the the ball in motion, you know, for people to love that thing just as much as you. Not things you like, not things that are cool, like create some shit that you fucking love, that you bump all the time, like it's not you. You put it in and you just get that vibe. I killed this one. Ah, I can't wait for y'all to hear it. <laughs> okay, wait. We know how that is. We got joints like that in the catalog. We just can't wait. Timeless shit. That's what you should be creating. Because when you do that, you tap into the people who love music like you love creating it. That's number one. Number two reason why people still buy music when they don't have to is to support an artist they believe in. Now, we know how it is. Some of us we grew up on certain music, some music that we're crazy fans of. Maybe it was our parents' music. Maybe our sister or sibling was into that artist and we got introduced to them and then they became one of our favorites. There's other artists we know who we might have come up with them at the same time. Like, we, uh, you and I know we had artists we came up with. We in the same age range. Sometimes their trajectory was on some rocket ship shit. And ours is just like... You know, we was flying, but we wasn't, we wasn't leaving the stratosphere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. We wasn't on the moon. You know what I mean? Like, damn, that motherfucker blew up. I know that. I remember we used to see that. Yeah, we used to, yeah, you know. Sometimes when that shit happens, it kind of makes you root for that artist. Mm-hmm. You know the work they put in. You, you've seen where they come from, and it makes you have a, a deeper connection with them. And to me, there are certain artists I support, even if I don't know them, because I believe in them. And it's not even about the album anymore. It's about them. Like I support what you are doing mm-hmm. because you and your message and who you are are so dope that the album is just my opportunity to support you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I'm not specifically buying the album for the album. I'm buying an album because the album was made by you. Yeah. That's why people buy music when they don't have to. And it's, and it's dope because you think about it. A lot of people don't buy CDs as much anymore. It's more about the vinyl, but the fact that somebody buys a digital copy of your record. Yes. That's, that's the ultimate sign of support because they can just go to Spotify and listen to a digital copy. They don't Back. have to give you money for a digital copy of your record. So it's right. it's it's very it's it's very dope when you see that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, man, there's just some artists you gotta get their shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like there's just or you at least gotta check it. Yes, yes, because of who they are, right? Because like, of who they are, who they are. Yeah, and I think there's certain artists like we know certain artists who we have artists who we know are gonna give us that same shit every time and we can count on them. Mm -hmm. And then we got artists we cop because we don't know what the fuck they're going to do and we want to be tuned in though. Yeah. Like, I trust you to do something different every time or I trust you to do the same thing every time. But bottom line is I trust you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm copping. (laughs) Still to this day, I still listen to every common record. Even though there's been some joints that's been iffy. Mm Mm-hmm. But I know with Common, there's going to be at least one or two songs on that record. Yeah. That's still going to give me that that resurrection feeling. <laughs> you know yep. what I'm saying? So yep. I listen. I listen Every time Common drops a record, I at least give it a, one or two spins. Yep. Every yep. every record. Yep. Even that Love Is record, which I thought was whack. But it did have a couple joints on it. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of which one is that. We, we it was the one about that one he, of those. Yeah, it was the one that he coupled with his book. Oh, I haven't heard that one yet. I haven't heard that one. Yet. Yeah, it's like it's it's all about love. Like every song is about love. <laughs> of course, common. you know it's common. You know what there I'm saying? Go. But <laughs> I, I still I still listen to the whole thing front to back. You know what I'm saying? I still gave it a couple spins. Yeah, 
it's like one song that I like. Because you know, that's my man. That's my dude. You know? <laughs> I might not cop everything now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Back in the day, I was copping everything. I was getting every CD. Yeah. Now, after Universal Mind Control, it's like, oh, pump your brakes. Yeah. <laughs> But you still check in, though. Yeah, I still check in. I ain't giving you my money all the time, but I'm still checking in to make sure, you know, to see what you got. See if I am going to give you my money, you know? Nice, nice, nice. Nah, that's true, man. That's true. So that's number two. Number three reason. Number three reason. This this kind of pairs up with uh, number two. Number three reason people still buy music when they don't have to is to support a cause that they believe in. Sometimes an artist's vision is not even necessarily about the art. There are artists who start out as artists, but they have so many other things going on, whether it's community work they're doing, whether it's uh, activism they're doing, whether it's artistic things they're doing, whether it's uh, investing in other artists' uh, programs, teaching, what, whatever they may have doing, uh, uh, maybe doing, we see that shit. And we know that buying their music is how I support them doing that other stuff that they do yeah. to where you're buying an album, but it's not really about the album as much as it's about the causes uh, that that artist is involved in and what they will be doing towards those causes when you support them. That is, is, is almost bigger than music right there. Um, not every artist can tap into that. It's only a handful of people who have that kind of positioning to even be able to say, hey, look, you know that when you support me, you support X, Y, and Z. Right. And, uh, but I do think that is very, very powerful in terms of getting people to purchase your art. Yeah. Tapping into something like that is, is hard because there's not a lot of people that are so, that are so, um, that are so involved in something. Yes. You know what I'm saying? To where it bleeds into their careers and into their persona like yeah. that, to where you know that supporting them means supporting this particular thing. Right. Like a lot of times, unfortunately, artists try to stay as middle ground as possible. Yes. There's not a lot of artists that go to extremes on one end of whatever issue, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Whatever thing that they're trying to get across. But, you know, when you have, you know, a public enemy, or you yes. have an ex-clan, or you have, you know, like cats that do certain things and their message is very, very, very clear yeah. in their music. Yeah. A mortal you know, technique or somebody like that. Yeah, a mortal technique. Like, you know, when you give money to them, you know, purchasing their music, you're supporting a specific goal and cause that yeah. they're fighting for and that they're talking about. Yeah. And, 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 and make no mistake uh, that when you listen to this artist, the cause does not have to be political. Oh, no. Doesn't Art, creativity, artistic freedom, these resonate just as well. Those are causes as well. There are people who get supported because, as we mentioned, you don't know what the fuck they're going to do on every record. But you know that they're going to put everything they have into creating such a dope experience that it's going to take you somewhere and that you want to support like them pushing the artistic envelope. So like, yeah, there's causes outside of music and there's causes inside of music. Whatever your cause is, whatever an artist's cause is, sometimes that is enough to make somebody support them. Thanks. And uh, especially if it's clearly articulated and people know like, okay, every time I fuck with this dude, I know that he's gonna invest in more gear. He's gonna invest in better recording, better engineering. He's gonna invest in this, his stage shows getting crazier. You see that person putting that back in to their art, which is their thing. Maybe that's their thing. And then that kind of makes people support them even more. So yeah, that's number three. So uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Work. Break. Quick announcement. Over the years, we've frequently been asked by the listeners of our show if we would ever open up our platform to the public for advertising. We've always been interested in doing it, but in the past, we never had the systems in place to make it work properly. I'm proud to announce that we are now officially accepting advertising from the public on Super Duty Tough Work. Meaning, if you are a business owner or an artist and would like to create more awareness about your product, service, or release 
on our platform, we're now in a position to be able to do that. For more information, email us at superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. That's superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you would like to promote, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible about whether it's a good fit and go from there. Thanks for your time. Back to the show. Are you an artist who has the talent to succeed but has a hard time executing? Do you have the will to win but lack the plan? Are you tired of having great ideas that never come to fruition or starting new projects but never finishing them? If you answered yes to any of these questions, reach out to me at superdutytoughwork at weightless.net to book a one-on-one coaching call. Tell me a little bit about who you are, what you're trying to do, and I'll see if I can be of service to you. Have a great day. All right, folks, we're back, man. We're back. Why people still buy music when they don't have to? You know, we got 10 bullet points for y'all today. It's been a while, so we had to load up that thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Full clip. Full clip. Full clip. 10 joints. Number four reason people still buy music when they don't have to. Some people are not going to like me saying this, but I'm going to say it. To look cool. It's true. To look cool. To have something no one else got. Yep. To be the first. Oh, y'all just now getting up on that? I got doubles. Y'all late. Oh, y'all wasn't at the end store? I was there. Check out the, the photo with me and me and your guy. Yeah. With the photo with the album. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm cooler than y'all. <laughs> Especially in the vinyl, you know what I'm saying, world now. Oh, Cass is on it. Oh, on the it. Gate, the gate falls. I got uh, a whole Instagram page dedicated to vinyl. I got that you ain't got. <laughs> uh, oh, you just got the black. <laughs> Oh, you yes. just got the black. I got the color fine. I got the oh. multicolored joint. Yeah, you missed out on the multicolored. That was only 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 one hundred of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, so real, though. It's so sorry real. Sorry to hear that. You only oh, you just got the black. Oh, sorry. Oh, you got the repress. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> gee, copy here. You see, you see the. Mm-hmm. You know? See, the font is even a little different. <laughs> a little different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look how thick the paper is. You know what I mean? Like, it's different. <laughs> different. That's the cheap, glossy stuff y'all got. <laughs> you know, some people are like that, man. Some people are like that. And music is like, it's like anything. You know, there's certain people who do it to do it, and there's certain people who do it to make sure everybody else know they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, if you do something cool enough, you might be the the, the person that, <laughs> that you right. look cool, you know. Right. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, but they out there, man. They out there to look cool, you know. So that's number four. Reason number five: people still buy music when they don't have to. Album packaging. Hmm. I we can definitely say the album packaging has come back. Vinyl kind of disappeared. It kind of got boring for a minute. See, they tried to make CDs as fly as they could. But uh, with vinyl coming back, there are actually some records that are cool enough to cop just on packaging alone. Just because. Yep. Yep. You know, and uh, because they are, there's going to be people who are willing to cop that and don't even care about music. Right. They're going to keep that joint closed keep just it because closed. it's going to be on the wall. Yep. Still in the plastic. <laughs> Looking immaculate up there. You know, it's going to be a, a post on, on social media, write about it, talk about it, whatever. But it's like the packaging alone, when you take great care with what you do, creates a conversation that you can't create with music alone. Um, if you look at a company like, like Apple for instance, Apple, not only was their products great, 
their packaging. They, re they revolutionized packaging. Whenever you buy iPhone, a MacBook, a, it just looks futuristic. And now a, a lot of people have copied that, mm -hmm. you know, but the packaging of their products created a conversation by itself because it looks so fucking cool. Then you got all these cool unboxing videos and shit. This looks crazy. Like I think I talked about the Arteria uh, uh, V6 collection that I bought, the mm -hmm. synth collection. Yeah. And when I, it looks so fucking cool. I thought I immediately thought this was like some some Apple shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It had the little uh, see through uh, jump drive in it. Manuals all thick in it. it. Just you open it up, it just looked like. Wow, they put a lot of fucking effort into this shit. Yeah. Um, that is why people buy things. And sometimes, yeah, making music is great, but if you're not thinking about packaging, you might miss out on an opportunity. Yeah. That's why album covers are important. You know, even even if that's just the the main thing that you can focus on, even if you can't afford some elaborate packaging. Yeah. Like make sure the shit that you can afford looks as cool and as dope and as exclusive as possible. Yes. Like you want some stuff that doesn't look like anybody else's. One of the things I think that makes like a Backwood Studios, you know, so intriguing. Have you seen their art, the artwork of their albums? Each piece looks like a fucking, a, photo, a photo or a poster. Yes. You know, the when you buy the vinyl, it's just dope to fucking look at. Never mind, the music is dope too. But right. just, just looking at the the album covers, if you have all of those up on your wall, like all the Arvin Hammer stuff, all the Billy Wood stuff, like yeah. together, yeah, it looks like you got a dope gallery of fucking photography <laughs> in your crib just because of how it's presented. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you know, as as beat makers, sometimes we buy a record just off the album cover. That's a fact. That's <laughs> just a fact. because the album cover looked dope. Oh, it's got to be some shit on this. <laughs> yep, absolutely facts. You know, so yeah, make sure that you you package your stuff, and then you know to go with number four, people will buy it just to look cool. Hello, you know what I'm saying? Because they got the dope packaging. Oh, yep. I'm gonna get that joint because ain't nobody gonna have that one. Yep, it's a fact. It's a fact. Yeah, the packaging is something where it's like, and it doesn't always require us to spend a lot of money. Right. You know, I think the first thing you should be thinking about with your packaging is like creative ideas come up with your idea and your concept first and then once you got your idea and your concept you can then be like okay how can i execute this in different price tiers you know if i go all out i can do it like this if i go here I, but when you approach it creatively uh you may be able to pull it off without spending a lot of money and so uh yeah album packaging now reason number six People still buy music when they don't have to. Scarcity. Mm -hmm. This is very popular nowadays. Only 50 available. Hey. Limited. <laughs> Limited edition. While supplies last. Yep. Cop that. Don't sleep. You know, <laughs> once upon a time, you'd be like, yo, I'm getting the thousands of these. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I got plenty for y'all. That mm -hmm. was enough. Now it's the opposite. I only got a hundred of these. Yep. There ain't enough for everybody. Yeah. Because people know that like sometimes when you tell people that it's abundant, people won't cop. Yeah. You know what I mean? You tell motherfuckers some shit about to sell out all of a sudden. First, 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 first. You end up every time I sell out some vinyl, like I don't be telling nobody. Then I get emails. Yo, what, 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 yo, hey, I just tried to get the respect to architect vinyl. Is that? That's been up there for two years, bro. Stock. Hey, is it? Is it really gone? When you gonna repress it? Mm. You said been up there two years, man. Been up there, yo, this shit came out twenty fourteen, chief. <laughs> Why'd you cop it, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you two years. Come on, cop that shit. Then you repress this side again. Yo, man, hey, when you gonna bring that back again? No. <laughs> you gonna pay for it? Yeah. It's too expensive to buy these things just for the, the people who missed out. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's whole business models for artists now that are built around scarcity and vinyl where. Oh, yeah. They're not pressing a lot. And because they're not pressing a lot, the prices 
is fifty hundred dollars, you know, for a piece of vinyl. Yeah, and and, be, and that is scarcity. Um, I I hate that it has to be that way. I hate that you can't just sell your vinyl for twenty dollars and make the money back. But when you right. look at what it costs to get the stuff printed, when you look at how long it takes to get it back, um, and then you look at like how small everybody's fan base really is and how like we talk about the 80 20 just because a motherfucker got 10,000 followers don't mean he got 10,000 supporters Mm -hmm. you know you kind of have to adjust your prices to maximize every release but you can't increase your prices and increase your quantity you can't say yeah I got 5,000 of these and I'm charging a hundred dollars for each of them don't work that way it's not limited it's not scarce if you got 100 of them and you're charging a hundred dollars each it's a different conversation right different conversation and so what a lot of artists do are now scarcity they're not buying a lot of, of shit they're they're buying it and uh limited quantities and that is making people purchase it because they don't believe it's going to be available again and they don't want to uh, take the chance on missing out. And part of that is the scarcity is created by the industry because shit is so expensive yes. to press up these days that a lot of artists might only be able to afford 100 copies. That's right. Might only be able to afford 500 copies if you're a larger artist that, yep. you know, got a good good following. But it's like, am I going to spend 10 racks on 1,000 copies? Mm-hmm. Or do I, you know, have enough to spend five or six on 500 copies? That's real. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's not that I, I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea that artists are trying to make things scarce. But it's the industry yeah. a lot of times that's causing scarcity. Because back yeah. in the day, we cop a thousand off yeah. rip. Yes. You know, just so we'd have them to sell mm-hmm. so we'd, we wouldn't run out. Now yep. it's like I'm only getting 100, 300. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 500 you know, 50 of these, you know what I'm saying? Like because of cost and because of where the industry is, a lot of times artists are forced to create the scarcity, which also works in our favor sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So yeah, that's number six. Let's do, let's do number seven. Reason number seven, people still buy music when they don't have to. They saw it live. This cannot be understated. Not at all. So many times we buy music after seeing that artist kill it on stage. Facts. That I don't know if the, the, the artists who are not playing that many shows, I don't know if they get that. Nope. I don't know if they understand the impact that live music has on music sales. There's a the downside of staying in your house and not participating in your local music scene is that you give people less and less opportunities to buy your music. And it's not always immediate. You know, as we mentioned in number one, sometimes seeing something, hearing one song sends a person down a rabbit hole, sends them on the fact finding. They just start searching for you everywhere. Mm-hmm. Start, you know, this this investigation they do to you and everything you do. And the easiest, the biggest, least expensive way to do that is to get on stage. Yep. Get on stage. You get on stage and you got a solid stage show. That shit has a bigger impact than almost anything else you can do, especially monetarily. Get on there. You will sell records at the venue that you played at. You will sell records after you leave. People will be researching you and people will order it if it's available. People will go listen to it online. But many artists are not understanding that that is a huge catalyst like it really is. Yeah, there's certain times that there's a reason that I only purchase a certain amount of things now is because I'm not touring heavily. Yeah. You know, back in the day when we were touring super heavy, we got X amount of stuff just because we knew yeah. that for one, we were dope performers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we yeah. had the history and we know after we get off stage, we're going to sell, you know, depending on the size of the room, we're going to sell a good number of copies of our record. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, for some artists, especially if you're independent and you're doing it yourself, getting on the road, 
that's that's the easiest path to recoup. Yes. Facts. Easiest paths to recoup. Because you get on the road, you're making a little money for the shows, but you also have your merch and people get to see it live and they're more prone to purchase things right after they see it, as opposed to, you know, you don't have merch available and they gotta go to your Spotify, they're gonna forget about you. That's a fact. You know, that's the easiest path to recoup. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, let's take a break and we'll be right back. What's up, everybody? Got some big news to share with you all today. I'm proud to announce that for the first time, I will be opening up my artist coaching and consulting services to the public. I have been doing it for several years behind the scenes, helping artists and small businesses achieve their goals, but it's never been something that I made publicly available nor anything that I promoted until now. So if you're an artist or a small business owner, I'm now available to be booked for one-on-one sessions designed to help you achieve your goals as quickly and as efficiently as possible. If this is something that you're interested in, email me at superdutytoughwork at waitlist.net. Tell me a little bit about yourself and we'll get the ball rolling from there. I look forward to working with you all. Peace. This is your weekly reminder that we have two books that you, as a listener or watcher of this podcast, need to absolutely own. The first is The 10 Traits of Successful Hip Hop Artists, and the second is The Social Media Cheat Code. Both of these books were released within the last year. The 10 Traits of Successful Hip Hop Artists is a book where I go through the stories and explain the traits that uh, are behind the success of some of the biggest names in hip hop today. The book has got nothing but amazing feedback. And if you are an artist, business person, whatever you do, if you would like to be inspired and would like to learn more about hip hop along the way and also see some some reinforcement of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast, the 10 traits of successful hip hop is for you. Second book is the social media cheat code. That is for everyone who listens to this podcast who does not uh, consider themselves an expert or really good at social media. It's not for super experienced people. It's actually for people who are on social media, but are not getting the results you need. So what we did is I broke down like 12 or 13 strategies that I use all the time that actually work really well for me. I put it into book. I gave you examples and I tell you how to implement it. That's a book you absolutely need as a listener to this podcast, watcher this podcast. If you're on YouTube, supporting these books actually goes a long way towards supporting the podcast. So uh, to support the show, if you like what we do, obviously we don't necessarily get paid to do this shit. So support the products and services that we create. And these two books are a big part of that. We appreciate your support. And uh, back to the show. Super duty tough work. Y'all know. Y'all know. This week we talking about why people still buy music when they don't have to. We got three points left. Three bullet points left. Reason number eight. People still buy music when they don't have to is as a gift. As a gift. Every time somebody buys music, it ain't for them. Right. I, I lose track of the number of times that people have bought things from my store and had a note in it like, yo, this is a gift for such and such. Could you make it out to? Yep. Happens all the time. Yep. Um, it's, it's not always the person that you made that impact on who's going to buy it. But it's important that you have it so that when whoever makes that decision decides to, to cop it, it's there and it's easy for them to get. Mm-hmm. Gifts uh, like that are dope. You know, when someone buys you something that they know you love, but you ain't bought yet. That's a powerful gift. Yeah. Your music can be that gift. Your art can be that gift for somebody where they're like, you know what? I, I don't. My husband's a big ass a logic fan. And, he, and he's uh, I see that I looked at his browser. He had that celestial, you know, repress up there, but he ain't cop yet. Let me just uh, mm-hmm. throw that in a cart when he at work. You know what I mean? Let me get that order on. Get it signed to him. Get it sent to my job. Then I can hit him on his birthday coming up. I got you. You know? Yeah. Or they'll go to your page. Oh, who's this? Okay. Okay. He listen to this guy. Let me go see what he got. Boom. They'll copy. It's just, it's a beautiful thing when it happens. But here's something else that that we got to think about as artists. It don't happen if we don't have merch. It don't happen if our merch ain't accessible. 
You know what I'm saying? We got to make sure that the processes that people got to go through to purchase our shit are as streamlined as possible. Because while our hardcore fans may be willing to jump through some hoops to get our shit, the people who buying gifts are not going to go through all that shit. Nope. <laughs> they're not. They're not going to email you their address and then you send them a PayPal link on the low and then they send the PayPal and you, you okay, can you put $5? Nah, they're not going through all that, chief. They don't care that much. They don't care that much. It's not for them. They need point, click, purchase. The end. It shows up. Poof. You got to make it like that. When you make it like that, people can purchase whatever it is you do as a gift to others because it's easy. That's number eight. Number nine reason people still buy music when they don't have to. History. Nostalgia. We old heads. We got certain joints we grew up on that we never seen on vinyl, though. Right. Albums we bump that if we were to go into a record store right now and we saw them on vinyl, we'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Is this the first leaders of the new school album on vinyl? <laughs> I mean, oh, I've <laughs> yeah. never seen it. Yeah. I've never. Oh, it's gay. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't notice it. Copping it. Mm-hmm. Copping it. Oh, this is coming back out. Shh. We got history with certain music that reminds us of certain times. Mm-hmm. We might have listened to it a lot, but we didn't own a physical copy. So when we start getting older, we have spaces like your space with the celestial on the back and the, the fly tapestries and the guitars in the back. I don't know if y'all noticed it this week. The logic is out here shining. This man got a, he got a brand new art and installation behind him this week on the episode for y'all watching at home. You know, uh, <laughs> when we start designing these spaces, Sometimes we'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me throw up this joint. I always wanted. I always, always needed that. And, you know, certain things, they re- we like to cop them and uh, make sure that uh, we got them because yeah. they're rare. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was like um, when this isn't something old, but, you know, as a, I'm a, you know, he's a friend. Of, he's a friend of ours, Aesop. Mm-hmm. Aesop Rock. I'm a, I'm, but I'm a huge Aesop fan. So when yeah. I saw that Rhyme Sayers was releasing Apple Seed on vinyl. Yeah. I had to pre-order that joint. <laughs> like yeah. I pre-ordered, I got, oh man, when it came in the mail, I actually posted on my Instagram, the unboxing and everything. Looking cool. I was, yeah, looking <laughs> cool, but I was super excited. Being because, a fan. Yeah, because historically, like when I, that was one of the first things I heard from Aesop and I remember where yeah. I was and all that shit. Yeah. Like it was, it was one of those things. So I had to have that joint, you know, yeah. that nostalgia I, was real. I think you gave me a copy of that joint. I'm pretty sure you are who put <laughs> yep. me on to that Appleseed record back then. Yep. I think yep. you were the first person I knew who had it. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of records we have like that. And I think everybody's got records like that where, you know, when it came out, you might have had it. We might have had it on CD. Might have had it on mm-hmm. Might have had it on a dub that you Yeah, it might have been a dub. Of. Yep. We never seen it on vinyl. Mm-hmm. But we love the record. And, uh, Sometimes you got to cop those records. That's why you cop them. It ain't, it, uh, we don't care if it's old as shit. We don't care how popular it was when it came out. Yep. We're copping that. Yep. We're copping that because of the history of it and, and the nostalgia thing. So it's like, yep. uh, you know, that matters. Number 10. This is the last bullet point of the evening, folks. Why people still buy music when they don't have to. Reason number 10 is because they are collectors. They're collectors of that genre. They're collectors of that medium, meaning that like there are people who cop your shit and they don't have any intention on listening to it. Right. It's for the archive. They're like this a logic record. This is just going over here. Yeah. We're not taking the shrink wrap off. Yeah. We got these other eight joints of his. We got so when the time comes, we know we got this shit laid out properly. We got it all. They're collectors. There's some people who buy a shit. They'll buy two copies. One's for them. One's for fucking, you know, eBay or one's for fucking, <laughs> yep, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Like to auction off somewhere. Yeah, one's to listen to and one's to hold on to. Yeah, one's to hold on to. We know how it is. You get yep. doubles because one's for you. One's just, you know, you're going to get that money back in a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I'm going to double up. I'm going to double up because I know the man, <laughs> I know this shit going to be worth something. Yep. But keep it extra just for. For the people who missed out on this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, 
you know, those people, they do make this shit go around, too. And it's good to have things that are well done, well executed, so that when the people who are collectors are seeing your catalog, they're like, yeah, I need this. I need that. Let me get that because there's so many of these or this is something in a series. Like maybe you have a series of this. You have a part two of this. Right. People who are collectors are tuned into all of that. And they're going to cop just off of that. Sometimes they're not even fans of your shit. They just know that people fuck with you. So they fuck with your shit because, hey, they might be trying to make some money sometime down the line off of it. Facts. Yeah, I don't know if, um, you know, cats have, you know, um, follow a rap museum on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dude that has pretty much every Every fucking collection (laughs) of everything. Yeah. If you got a basketball that comes out, he copping it. You know what I'm saying? And like he's a he's a fan of mine, has literally everything that I've released. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like literally everything. Like when I put the transition out, he bought the stems, he bought the book, he bought the pen, he That's bought dope. the C D. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and there's there's cats that are out there that just wanna collect and they take pride in their collection. They take pride in having that action figure that was only twenty mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They take pride in that limited edition poster. You know what I'm saying? That only came with the first 50 copies of the record that you sent yes. out. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They take pride in that kind of shit. And, and those people are some of the coolest people ever, man. Yeah, we need them. We need them. Yeah, we need them. We need them in our lives. <laughs> Definitely need them. need them in our lives. You know. So, yeah. So, that's it. That's it, man. That's it this week. You know, why people still buy music when they don't have to. I'm going to read them all back. Reason number one, because they love music. Number two, to support a specific artist they believe in. Reason number three, to support a specific cause they believe in. Reason number four, to look cool. Reason number five, album packaging. Reason number six, scarcity. Reason number seven, they saw it live. Reason number eight, as a gift. Reason number nine, history or nostalgia. And reason number 10, because they are collectors. If you are an artist, I hope that you got something out of this. Uh, as we said at the top of the show, um, these are things that we want you to be understanding because you can apply this to what you got going on. Sometimes uh, the reason you're not selling something is as simple as you don't you don't have any of these things going on. You're not hitting on none of these things. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're making music, but you're not touching on none of these these, these points right here. And as you start to integrate these things into what you do, you'll see more success. And so uh, that's it for this week. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. Huh?